We now know the first two semi-finalists in this season's UEFA Champions League after another enthralling night of football. At the Bernabeu, extra time was needed, and it was that man once again who was the difference. Marcelo going all the way through. Marcelo gives it to Ronaldo! Patrick Mann again! Cristiano Ronaldo surely seals it now for Real Madrid! Whilst in Leicester, could the champions of England keep their fairy tale alive? Leicester's UEFA Champions League adventure comes to an end, but it is Atletico who go through to the semi-finals for a third time in four years. We have two of our semi-finalists, the same two Spanish heavyweights who battled it out in the 2016 final, but who will join them? Stay tuned for all the best analysis and reaction from tonight's quarter-final encounters, and we'll hear from Craig Shakespeare and Jamie Vardy. Plus, we'll look ahead to Wednesday's deciders between Barcelona and Juventus, as well as the clash between Monaco and Dortmund. Stay with us right here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Rob Daly, and I'm joined by European football expert Andy Brassel. Andy, we needed extra time uh, tonight to decide the encounter at the Bernabeu, and it was worth every single extra minute. It absolutely was. I said after an hour that I would love 30 minutes extra, and <laughs> it, it didn't disappoint. It was a match that left you wanting more between um, Real Madrid and FC Bayern München. And, you know, it's just only a shame that the, the final score doesn't really reflect... Um, the, the full excitement, the full tension that we had over over 210 minutes, and especially over the last 120, in in which Bayern contributed every bit as much as as Real Madrid did until the very final stages. It was a tremendous battle between two real warriors of the UEFA Champions League. And when it originally came out the hat, I think people would have said, "Well." you know, maybe this should be the final. It was, it was a match yeah. that, that, that so many people were looking forward to and over these two games, an extra time, it didn't disappoint. Uh, a reminder of the classified results then from Tuesday. Uh, Real Madrid with that 4-2 victory against Bayern. That means they won it by six goals to three on aggregate. Leicester won, Atletico won a 2-1 victory for the Roji Blancos over the two legs. We'll begin with the action in Madrid then, which was watched for match day live by Richard Kaufman. Lewandowski, hands on hips, deep breath, skips forward. Lewandowski scores for Bayern München. They're back in it. They've got one. They need two. Lifeline for Bayern. Casemiro in towards Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo does it again. Real Madrid back on level terms on the night. It's going in. It's gone in. It's an own goal. Would you believe it? Marcelo gets away from Kiddich. Marcelo going all the way through. Marcelo gives it to Ronaldo. Patrick Mann again. Cristiano Ronaldo surely seals it now for Real Madrid. He's gone to the right though, Asensio. Might go on his own. He does. What a goal from Marco Asensio. It's 
What a game uh, and two brilliant legs of football between Real Madrid and Bayern. The defending European champions make it through to the last four alongside myself and Andy Brassel is our commentator now, Richard Kaufman. Richard, that wasn't bad as a spectacle. Yeah, you know, before the match, I, you know, I obviously wasn't expecting necessarily six goals in the match to pan out as it, as it did. <laughs> uh, I'd be a very rich man if I was able to predict such things. But I did think we would have a, a game where both teams will be looking to do things. Real Madrid are at home in front of the home supporters. I felt like they would have to come out of their shells at some point just because that's the way they do things. However, first half, they were fairly conservative, so it wasn't quite panning out as I thought. The more that first half went on, the more they were beginning to come out of their shell. But what changed the match was a goal. You know how we, we, we have the cliche, goal changes matches. Well, tonight, the goal changed the overall feeling in the atmosphere because suddenly it just became chaos we had a goal 52 <laughs> minutes into the match suddenly every twist and turn thought manager you know possible happened and you know what a roller coaster along the way i mean i'm not a fan of either real madrid or bayern munchen if i was a supporter of either of those sides i'd be feeling pretty exhausted right now because emotionally they were put through the mill. Of course, the players themselves uh, had to go through that themselves. It's going to be hard, I think, contemplating on their way back to Munich tonight or in the morning whenever they go back for the, the Bayern players to actually feel like they're out because after 90 minutes, they actually won at the Estadio Santiago yeah. Bernabeu tonight. But they are out and it's Real Madrid who, uh, well, are still on the way to doing what no other team have done before and that's win the UEFA Champions League for the second year in a row. It would be a staggering achievement for Real Madrid. Um, and as you rightly say, the history books will not show that Bayern, in essence, did win at the Bernabeu, mm. <laughs> win at the Bernabeu tonight. But um, I, I, you don't want to point to too many decisive moments across this tie, because there's been so many. You think Vidal penalty, Martinez, red card. You think here another penalty, the red card for Vidal. Uh, but given the fitness of the players, Andy, going down to 10 men was a nightmare situation in essence for Bayern it, it was but they responded very well I thought at the start of extra time the moment that finished it you talk about decisive moments the decisive moment was Cristiano Ronaldo's second equaliser beautifully taken as his first goal was as well as you would expect and you know he is the man that that they can continue to rely on. There's so much talk about how he's he's changing as a player, how he hasn't got the same explosiveness. We'll strike all that for when he's in the penalty area because there is no better finisher out there. It's different watching him, though, isn't it? It is different watching him, the way he plays. Well, I remember sitting... Uh, I, was, I was on holiday, sitting in a hotel room and they had a match on between Manchester United and uh, Porto, it was a pre-season friendly. And it was the first time I watched Cristiano Ronaldo in action. And <laughs> I actually spoke to Rio Ferdinand about that night uh, uh, a few years later, and he said, yeah, the buzz in the dressing room was like, boss, we've got to sign this guy, we've got to sign this guy. And of course, Sir Alex Ferguson did sign him. You know, his first time he was in the Manchester United shirt, yeah, you know, he was a quick youngster full of tricks that didn't always come off, and he'd learnt and he's matured, and all, his teammates, all his peers will tell you how hard he works. You know, he's there practicing his free kicks, practicing his technique, training hard. You know, this is not by luck that you've got someone here who's just scored his 100th 
UEFA Champions League goal tonight. Yeah, that should be celebrated. He's a, a remarkable player. He's a player that will go down in history and, you know, maybe even 100 years from now, they'll still be mentioning his name in the way that we speak about players like Pele uh, and uh, Eusebio in the past. Uh, a remarkable effort, brilliant finish, and it, they are managing him differently now. He's rested, of course, the match that just gone against Sporting in Gijon. He's not played every single match like he has in previous years. In fact, he's now only got 32 goals for the season, which sounds a lot of goals, but you have to go back to 2009-10 for the last time he didn't score 50 goals in a season for his club. Well, maybe he still might get there. He's obviously given himself another couple of games <laughs> with the semi-finals coming up now. But uh, yeah, he is a different player to who he was five years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, but he's still some player. 41st hat-trick for Real Madrid, 100 UEFA Champions League goals. First player to ever do that. Um, and he scored a hat-trick, as he did against Wolfsburg at this stage last season. But were the three assist makers Casemiro, Sergio Ramos and Marcelo? I don't think they <laughs> On were. that occasion, I think not. Um, Real Madrid deserve it overall, do we think? Yes, they do. And they, they deserve it more than for tonight, which was just a tremendous game throughout, but for that second-half performance in the first leg, which I think is the best I've seen in the UEFA Champions League all season. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can say the best team are through. I, 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 to me, it was a, an honours even, which is why we had the extra time. Real Madrid are through, that's the end of the matter. As uh, you, know, you know, we can argue all we want about various all right, things. Richard, I'm just trying to make conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I don't think necessarily the best team are through. I'm not necessarily no, saying... No, I completely understand what you And I'm not saying, saying the, the worst team got knocked out either, but uh, this is Real Madrid are into the semis. All right. To them. All right, get thinking about your, your man of the match as well uh, from the encounter in Madrid. Real Madrid through, again, unsurprisingly, Ronaldo scores more than 30 goals for the eighth season running in Real Madrid colours. Uh, let's turn our attention to the other game in the UEFA Champions League on Tuesday night. We now know the identity of the second semi-finalist, Leicester against Atletico, was watched for us by Mark Scott. There's Riyad Mahrez feeding it through for Jamie Vardy, gets to the byline, cuts it back for Okazaki. That's the first genuine chance of the game. Shinji Okazaki onto Jamie Vardy's cutback and sending it high over the crossbar. The goal has been scored by Saul Niguez from out of nothing for Atletico. Cross into the area and that could be that for Leicester. They will need to score three goals now after Sal Niguez nodded beyond Kasper Schmeichel. Good ball in from Albrighton, Vardy can't get there, comes here for Chilwell, blasted across goal and in from Jamie Vardy, lifeline for Leicester City, and it's Jamie Vardy who's found the net. And after that came a number of chances for Leicester to score the two more goals that they needed. We'll speak to Mark Scott in a moment. First, let's hear from the uh, Leicester City manager, Craig Shakespeare. I thought we played well first half. I did, and um, coming in at half-time, it was hard to sort of get a grasp of the game because we had played well, but we'd lost a goal, so we needed three. So it was um, important. The changes that we said we'd make, we had to make earlier. And we'd worked on playing direct play. We'd worked on it, um, but for my expectation, it was probably be the last 15 minutes, not at half-time. Leicester City, unfortunate, Mark Scott, um, that they didn't score their, their two goals they needed. 
Yeah, the game really changed around, Rob, in the second half. The first period was pretty much like the first game in Madrid. Leicester kept at arm's length by Atletico, who were doing that very professional job defensively where they really suffocate the teams and don't let them have any opportunities. Riyad Mahrez with a shot straight at Jan Oblak, the sum total of Leicester's efforts on goal. But credit to Craig Shakespeare. He shuffled his pack at the break. He brought on Ben Chilwell and Leonardo Ajoa, the aerial threat of the Argentine. Joa gave Atleti something else to think about, gave Jamie Vardy a bit more space and Chilwell on the left-hand side was a real revelation making inroads into the back line of Atleti down that left flank and getting in a couple of decent crosses and it was his shot across goal which led to the uh, goal for Jamie Vardy that gave Leicester hope with half an hour left to play. Before that Chilwell had fired just over and Leicester had a number of opportunities. Some will say they weren't lucky because they didn't take them but actually if you you look at it, Atleti got so many bodies in the way whenever they had their chances. There was always a red and white shirt there and you could say maybe that's the cornerstone of why they are now in the semis for the third time in four seasons. And Mark, a lot of people talking about the Leicester fairy tale as they have been throughout this UEFA Champions League campaign and they'll be talking about the end of the Leicester fairy tale. But what if this was Atletico Madrid's fairy tale season? Well, exactly. I mean, uh, they've been the bridesmaids so many times, haven't they? Is this the year that they finally go and do it? Diego Simeone cut a, a very serious figure throughout the game. I think we all know that this is the thing that he's prioritised because of those near misses. His passion about this particular competition seems to override everything else on the horizon for Atleti. And they do have the perfect machine in terms of the way that they grind out results and uh, keep sides at arm's length throughout. But... That said, Leicester and Craig Shakespeare, who is, uh, for all intents and purposes, a, a novice manager uh, at uh, this level, uh, really did give them a scare in the second half by those changes that he made. I haven't seen Atleti on the back foot in the UEFA Champions League uh, this season as much as they were in the second half of this particular game. So credit to Leicester for having a good go at them, but Atleti were just too professional and too streetwise for them in the end. And uh, although they didn't offer too much going forward, they did enough at the back. Well, let's hear from the man who got the Leicester City goal. It gave them hope. Here's Jamie Vardy. Yeah, we were we were definitely on the ascendancy, and I think you could see with the way we were playing. We brought made a little tactical change at our time, brought Leo on to cause a cause an aerial threat, and it started paying dividends for us. But look, unfortunately, it went to be. But at least everyone gave it their own. We left everything out on the pitch. Jamie Vardy there, having scored uh, against. Atletico in the UEFA Champions League, but they have been knocked out, Leicester. Atletico and Real Madrid progress to the next stage. OK, coming up, we'll look ahead to Wednesday's quarterfinal ties. Barcelona host Juventus and Dortmund head to France to face Monaco. Dizemos não ao racismo. Nein, sou racismo. Nein, til racismo. Não ao racismo. Nein, til racismo. Não ao racismo. Cristiano Ronaldo, Manuel Neuer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Vincent Kompany, Caroline Segar and Lionel Messi are just a few of the European football stars saying no to racism. European football united against racism. Respect. You're listening to UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. You're listening to Match Day Live with Andy Brassel and me, Rob Daly. We have two more exciting fixtures 
on Wednesday night in the UEFA Champions League last eight. Starting with Barcelona, who need to repeat the miracle they produced in the last round, this time against Juventus, who lead by three goals to nil. Full commentary of that match right here on the show from 19.30 Central European time. Steve Wyeth is going to be our commentator for this one. Steve, thanks for joining us um, on the show this evening. Um, Juventus, I know there was a concern about Paolo Dybala. They'll be hoping, the Bianconeri, that he's fit uh, for the game. Yes, he, he trained today, Rob. I'd be absolutely astonished if, but after the huge role he played in the first leg, that uh, Juventus haven't patched him up and, and got him ready for this game at the camp now because he has had a wonderful season. He demonstrated with the, with the strikes in the first leg what he's capable of doing. And you, you do feel as though Juventus will have an away goal in them at some point, and he is as likely as anybody to get it. Now, Steve, of course, Barcelona have been here before, very recently, trying to mount an improbable comeback. And, of course, it is Juventus's defence. But on the other hand, um, there's, there's a feeling that there's a huge gulf between Barcelona's home form and their away form in 2017 in particular. Yeah, well, look, 42 nights ago, Andy, a similar conversation would have been had prior to, to the visit of of PSG and whether they were Barcelona were, were anywhere capable of turning around a four-goal deficit. They did it. They did it in style. So it's not impossible that the feat can be repeated six weeks on. It just seems a little bit more unlikely if you consider that Juventus have only conceded two goals so far in the UEFA Champions League this season. For them to suddenly concede three in a night is going to be quite the undertaking for Barcelona. Yes, at home, absolutely phenomenal. Yes, Lionel Messi, uh, Neymar, Luis Suarez are capable of the remarkable. It just, it just feels a much bigger task this time around. I know there was been question marks about Javier Mascherano ahead of this one as well, uh, with a calf concern. But Steve, do you, do you see Luis Enrique springing any surprises? We have seen that in terms of his team selection this season in the competition. Well, he obviously has Sergio Busquets available again after he missed the first leg through suspension. So any concern over Javier Mascherano would be balanced out by the fact that Busquets is available. I don't really feel like tomorrow night is the night for surprises on either side. I'd anticipate that we will see two very similar starting 11s to what we saw in the first leg. That was the sort of the showing of the hand, really, from both coaches as to what their best 11, 11s were. And I think they'll stick pretty true to that again tomorrow night. Steve, looking forward to your company tomorrow night. Steve Wyeth, our commentator for Barcelona against Juventus. Juve 3-0 up from the first leg in Turin. Barcelona have won 15 games at home in European football, including, of course, the 6-1 victory against Paris Saint-Germain. Also on Wednesday, it's the second leg of Monaco versus Borussia Dortmund. Monaco heading to that fixture at home with a 3-2 aggregate lead. Our defender, Camel Glick, says that for Monaco, it's all about winning on the night. Not only tomorrow night, but looking forward to the final stages of the competition. Winning something would be a success. That's why you play, and that's why you move forward, to win something. We've just got the last step. We have two months to the final games, and it's important that we don't miss this chance. That's what the club and all of us say. Kamil Glick, one of the signings of last summer, I think, as well, the Polish international for Monaco. Andy Brassel, uh, let's look at the team news uh, for this one. Fabinho suspended for Monaco. How big a loss is that? A really big loss, of course. In the first leg, they had big changes as well because they had to do without uh, Sidibe and Mendy, the two fullbacks who 
you know, really give creative expression to the team. They're extremely important. And Timuro Bakayoko, who will come back from a, a ban. But Fabinho does everything in front of the, the defence. He, he controls the tempo. Um, he's athletic enough to, to, to cover the defence. So this is huge, especially when Dortmund are going to push. And they really are going to push. They've got nothing to lose. That's absolutely right, because uh, Dortmund come into this, of course, after the, the attack on the team bus last week. They're going to be looking to try and turn this tight around. They're still with that Mark Bartra, who injured his, his wrist as well uh, as, as part of that incident. Marco Royce, though, did return at the weekend. Interesting, he scored Andy and came off in the 3-1 whenever Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, I suspect that maybe he might not feature. We're not, we're not quite sure yet. Then again, maybe he'll be saved. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he played a part at, at some point. And just what he gives Dortmund, not just in terms of quality, not just in terms of energy, but that little lift spiritually, because yeah. he's he's a Dortmund guy, and you know he's someone who's uh, uh, the life and soul around the dressing room and around the club as well. Uh, so Kylian Mbappe, of course, one of the stars to watch after his two goals. In the first uh, leg, Marco Royce will be hoping to feature having been excellent in the UEFA Champions League this season, notably against Real Madrid. Andy, do you think Monaco and Juve are going to see those ones out? I do, on both of those, yes. OK, uh, let's turn our attention back to Tuesday night's games. Uh, we could talk about Real Madrid against Bayern all night. So many talking points, Richard Kaufman. Um, but I'd love your, your man of the match and your reasons why. OK, the uh, glory ultimately goes to Real Madrid, but it was such a great team performance from Bayern München. I'm going to give it to their ultimate team man who said goodbye to the UEFA Champions League tonight, their captain, Philip Lahm. And do your man of the match from the, uh, the Bernabeu? You know what? I'm going to go for a fullback as well on the night when Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> oh, scored a hat-trick and reached the 100 <laughs> UEFA Champions League goals. The man who set up that historic goal, the Duracell bunny who never stops. Who'd be a fullback? Marcelo would. Marcelo was endless tonight in his endeavours down the left-hand side. I saw one of the Spanish papers uh, saying that when he came to Madrid, he was called a... The next Roberto Carlos, he's proved himself to be a legend in his 11-year spell at the club. Mark Scott, uh, let's have your man of the match. Leicester uh, beaten on aggregate, but an excellent performance against Atletico. Yeah, tough uh, choice because Leicester played well and uh, pushed Atleti really hard. But Sal Niguez, not just because he got the goal, but because of uh, the way that he adapted playing on the right of midfield. He was uh, all action throughout the game, so he gets the vote for me. And it is an another crucial goal for him, uh, along with the ones against Bayern and Real Madrid that he's got before. Uh, Mark, thank you very much indeed. Andy and Richard, thank you very much as well. We hope you've enjoyed what has been a thrilling night in the UEFA Champions League. This, this season's competition, since we got to the knockout stages, has been absolutely sensational. And we hope for more uh, similar drama on Wednesday night. Uh, that's all we have time for on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live this evening on a night when the first two teams booked their places in this season's semi-finals. It took extra time at the Bernabeu, and it was a Cristiano Ronaldo-inspired Real Madrid that end Bayern's campaign. Ronaldo reaches 100 goals in this competition. Meanwhile, Leicester City's fairy tale is finally over, despite a brave effort over the two legs against the experienced campaigners Atletico Madrid. Join us again on Wednesday from 19.30 Central European time when we have full live commentary of Barcelona versus Juventus. Will we witness another miracle at the camp now? And then we'll bring you extended updates as well from Monaco versus Borussia Dortmund. Can the German team come from behind, away from home, against one of the most exciting teams in Europe right now? 
Until then, from Andy Brassel, Richard Kaufman, Mark Scott, and myself, Rob Daly, it's goodbye. The goal has been scored by Saul Niguez from out of nothing for Atletico. Cross into the area, and that could be that for Leicester. They will need to score three goals now. Lewandowski, hands on hips, deep breath, skips forward. Lewandowski scores for Bayern München. They're back in it. They've got one. They need two. Comes here for Chilwell. Blasted across goal and in from Jamie Vardy. Lifeline for Leicester City. And it's Jamie Vardy who's found the net. Marcelo gets away from Kiddick. Marcelo going all the way through. Marcelo gives it to Ronaldo. Patrick Mann again. Cristiano Ronaldo surely seals it now for Real Madrid. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.